welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. Their material features original graphic designs to help teach the entire Bible to our kids. You can check them out at creationtorevelation.com. And from now through the month of July, you will get 10% off by entering the discount code EXCELSTILLMORE. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Today's message and the things that I genuinely feel compelled to share with you, I consider to be very important. In fact, I would say these first few minutes of content seem to me to be more vital than anything I've had a chance to record this entire season. Ultimately, as we get to the midpoint and back half of today's episode, I want to talk to you about what it means for you to walk in love. What does it mean to walk with care and consideration for others even when they aren't so lovable? And also, what does it mean to walk as light in a world so filled with darkness where those dark spots can show up in places where you never thought that they would? What has God called you to do in your walk? We will be referencing the book of Ephesians because it is there in the second half that we are told to walk in a manner worthy of the great calling that we have in Jesus, and that will involve walking in love and as light. But first, I need to share some things. I'm not sure who it is who is listening today who needs to hear this, but someone does. And maybe that person isn't you but it probably is. God loves you. God cares about you. He is with you at all times. He sees and knows every circumstance in your life. He has intimate concern and intentional investment in you. When things are going well in your life, it brings joy to him as a loving father. And when you are hurting, he is hurting. He loves you so much that even before you were born, he offered his son to die for you so that when you brought trouble into your own life through sin, you could have complete redemption by His love. God loves you so much. Wherever you are at this exact moment, and no matter what is happening around you. Now, if you are anything like me, you do not deserve that love. By all rights, as the creator and benefactor in your life, God should have stopped loving you. There ought to have been a point where you sinned 
too much. You strayed too far. You drove the nail back into the hand of his son, and God said, that's it. The depths of my love for you have been exhausted and have run dry. If you were like me, he should have taken back all of that love and shared it with someone else. And maybe your own sin is the clearest indication of God's great love for you, that he would always be there to hear you, that he would always forgive you in his son, and that he is a qualifier, not a disqualifier. God is not looking for reasons to punish you. He loves you. He is looking for and actively working in every possible way to qualify you for the blessings of his love. It is important to me today that you can feel that from God. All right, I can see this is going to take longer than the few minutes I anticipated. I have no problem with that. I hope that you don't either. Because I also need to tell you that God is light. He is the light of your life. He is the illumination in the darkness. He is the one that creates clarity in your walk. In the darkness, there is fear. There are tragic mistakes that cannot be foreseen. But when light enters the room, all is revealed and fear turns to peace and wisdom is right before your eyes. God is that light in our lives. He puts it on display every morning. We talk about how the mercies of God are new every morning. I think about that every time I see the sun rise. Out of the darkness and the cold and the unseen comes this brilliant glow greater than any light man has ever known, and we get it every morning. And with it, not only is the ability to see and move and be productive, but also there is warmth. God is the warmth of the sunlight on your skin. He is that rejuvenating feeling upon you after a cold, dark night. We are drawn to the light. We yearn for it, and we need everything it provides for us, and that is God. God is that light for you. Now again, if you've lived your life like I have lived mine, you do not deserve that light. You have turned away from it and walked in darkness purposefully in the past. You have willfully forgotten what it means to you and how you need that light to live, and you have gone long stretches without appreciating it, without appreciating Him. And I know it is true in my life that long ago, God should have either removed His light from my life or scorched me with it. He could have looked at me and said, I have shined blessings and hope and direction into Chris's life, 
and he has been so foolish with it, I will leave him in the darkness of his depravity and take my brilliance to someone who will appreciate it. He should have done that to me many times. Or, in his justice, in his righteous anger, he should have intensified that light and blinded me with it, scorched me with it, taken that tremendous power of his illumination and warmth that is perfectly governed to bless me and overwhelmed me with it in death. But God has not done that, and he did not do that to you. God continues to be the light in this world and to show you the way when you ask for it and to continually be a source like the sun in the sky of visibility and warmth waiting on you to acknowledge it. And there he is when you do. God is the ever-present light in our lives, blessing us when we let him and seeking to draw us back when we don't. All right, look, we are halfway through this episode. I haven't talked to you at all about walking in love or as light yet. Nothing from Ephesians has been referenced, but there is a reason for that. I can never be the loving, caring, concerned, patient, kind person that I need to be and that others need for me to be unless I have first been emotionally overwhelmed by the love of God in my life until I understand that his undying, never-ending care for me knows no boundaries. I'm not saying he will save me if I walk away from him, but he will continually yearn for my return, and sometimes he comes after me. God has never given up on me. And once you come out of a prayer where you are sobbing over the gravity of this great passion of the Creator, you are now, maybe for the first time ever, positioned to hear Ephesians 5. Let me read a little bit of it for you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. Do you see it? The way we treat others should be a reflection of what God's love means in our lives. How much will that help us? Well, I think it will stop us from blaming others. I've tried to be nice to this person, but they are rude. I've tried to be kind to them, but they are unkind to me. I've tried to get past previous problems, but they keep bringing them up. I've tried to draw them close out of care for them, but they keep running away. Do you know who that sounds like? If you ask God, he would say, that sounds like you, or in my case, me. Just before that verse, the Bible says to let all bitterness and wrath 
and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. I don't want to talk about the way your spouse is behaving or the attitude that your kids have or the way your boss is doing things or what that brother or sister in Christ has said to you. I don't want to make it about their failings because I don't want God to make it about mine. I want God's love to keep reaching for me until it finds me and to show itself to me in such a way that I cannot resist its amazing comfort. And may we walk in that kind of love. There's a verse a little earlier that gets quoted a lot about speaking the truth in love. They will never be against one another. There is no such thing as speaking truth if it is not sourced in love. I know this is tough, and you feel like it's not being reciprocated in a way that you deserve. You feel like all that you have put into it should be bearing more results. Okay, now just imagine how God feels, and yet his love lives on. We are also told in that same text to walk as children of light. The text reveals that there is darkness in this world. There are secret things and sinful things that need light to shine upon it. It needs to be exposed. If there is sin in your life or someone that you know or in the world around you, someone here needs to reflect the brilliant light of Jesus, the saving warmth of Christ into those situations, and that's you. And this is where we might feel like police officers with our high-voltage, powerful spotlights. And we see someone doing something they ought not, and we pull out that beam and shine it right in their eyes, inches from their face. I am so thankful that God does not do that to me. I'd be blinded from the constant beam of the flashlight. I would be terrified and intimidated by his scowl. Jesus is the light of the world. Yes, occasionally he got angry and aggressive at hard-hearted people who were insulting his father. If you ever decide to let an outburst of anger happen, by the way, let it be in defense of the integrity of God and not yourself. There's a little side note today. But when you read the Gospels, mainly what Jesus did is went in amongst sinners and shed the light of hope, of truth, the promises of forgiveness, the glories of heaven, the protection of a people who love and serve each other. The light was warm. It was welcoming. It ultimately was intended to get you out of darkness. And the darkness and sinfulness is a terrible thing to God, and he wants to expose it and get you to flee from it, but he's not chasing you angrily. He could do that, and he could stop us all in our steps and end us, actually. But instead, Jesus just kept sharing the good news. This is what God has done. This is what God is doing 
This is what God is going to do. And the people who do not accept this light of hope, this warmth in a cold world, this clarity of direction, and choose to cower in the darkness away from it, yes, they will lose their souls forever for that. But they cannot say that the great God of heaven did not love them enough to illuminate the way. And again, I'm so thankful that I serve a God like that because he would have many times over left me in the darkness to my own devices or torched me with a ball of flame if he did not love me and believe in me. Do you think that attitude might help you when dealing with family members who are caught in sin? Or brothers and sisters in Christ, where it's so easy to be passive-aggressive or to go with the cold shoulder? There's an interesting term, an anti-illumination term. Or to level accusations against them or just make them feel bad. Will it help you to think about the sun coming up every morning and what it, what he, the sun, is for you that you don't deserve? Will it help you approach them as light, in truth, but in a very different way? I believe that it will. Patience and tenderness and just showing them what is right and inviting them to draw close to it, that's not a sign of weakness on your part. God has the ultimate torching power that he dials back to just the amount of light and warmth we need to see where we should go and to yearn for it. Jesus told us in the Sermon on the Mount that we are now the light of the world. We're like the moon in the sky. We have no source light of our own, but we reflect the sun that the world cannot see at that moment, and we can share some of its light, some of his light with them. Jesus said to let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And that's who it's about. That's who it's always been about. Every day, every life that's being lived, every relationship exists because of the glory of God on display and exists so we can bring glory to him. God, you love me. I will love others. You are the light of my life. And so I will seek to be to those you have brought into my life, from you, through me, love and light. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.